How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Inside information on your teams, honest opinion, and the biggest names in sports. It's time, Las Vegas, for the Playmakers. Hour number two of the show. Paul Ihander here, Lindsey Brown over there. Palace of Woes. Coming up at 425-ish, the Dean of Las Vegas Sports, Tony Cordasco, will join us. He will be coming to us live from Allegiant Stadium, where they are finishing up Championship Thursday in Nevada High School football. They've had multiple games played today, a couple of lopsided affairs. We'll talk to them about that. Also, it's a big, very big sports weekend here in Las Vegas. We seem to be getting those. That's what we do, Paul. We seem to be getting more and more of those around here. That is for sure. It has nothing to do with bull riding or roping, too. No, it's got to be us. You just have to exist, and that is enough. So he'll uh, he'll be up with us as well. I need to turn that off. Yeah, you never put your phone on silent. For some reason... I'm not saying it's a generational thing, but the only people I know that have their phones on loud anytime were not born anytime after I, I was. I meet this constantly. I meet this all the time. Whenever you're in here, no, it's I just not forget. muted. I forget. I forget. Yeah. I forget. And but but I have a cool ringtone. Yep. I do. Mm-hmm. You don't know what it Press is. Press the button. Yes. That one. Yes. Well, no, that's just the that's my text. That's the one to wake me up to my text. I've got Good ringtones. There was um, I was at a Jesus feels like so long ago, two thousand two, two thousand three. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm in the press box for Oregon State USC, and it's kind of open seating. Just kind of plop your butt wherever you want to sit, and we're watching the game. And one row in front of this, this phone goes off, and the guy's sitting next to his phone. Mm-hmm. And his ringtone is "Take me out to the ball game," okay? Yeah, you know, we all know the tune. Uh, it's it's the uh, it's a melodic instrumental of "Take me out to the ball game." That's a tone. And he doesn't answer the phone. Mm-hmm. It's still playing "Take me out to the ball game." Now more and People more of us are like, press box all the time more and more of us, more and more of us the press box all the time drives me nuts. We're we're staring at him. We're like, dude, you could pick up the call. I'm yeah, like, it's allowed. We, it's actually encouraged. We all hear this ringtone. 100%. The, I don't understand the it. Entire, it's like a minute. And the entire like, thing playing. How about you silence it? They're like, well, I don't want to reject the call. I'm like, we've moved past that technological snafu. Like, just literally, <laughs> we can't. I, I just, I don't understand. I, But I don't want anybody hearing my phone, and then I miss calls and stuff all the time, but then sure. I, I don't want to talk to anybody. Do-do-dook. You get that little thing. Do-do-dook. Little, it says voicemail. Yeah. I don't check those. <laughs> your phone Don't could be full your phone could be full by it the is way. it basically is it's full of telemarketers literally all of it's just the, the amount of warranties that are up for uh what is it 
your extended warranty yeah, exactly. for a vehicle that you've never owned. I have to call back with my with my account number urgently and all that other stuff. And <laughs> yeah. so I just please I, return our call for someone like me who if I I just don't deal with busy work or extra anything super well. So the people that reap those consequences are everyone else because then I just avoid the phone at all costs. It's the worst. Remember, it's always your final notification too. This is your last chance. And then they call back like three days later. This is your final. How many final notifications do you get? Listen, we broke up. Yeah. We broke up. Just very, Pavlov didn't have this in mind. (laughs) No. And uh, neither did we. And that's what he proved. But are there any good ringtones that you've heard? You're like, oh wow, that's kind of cool. I don't mind. Oh no, I, don't mind I, the first I have the same on ringtone one. I made in college, like six or seven years ago. And I used to get ringtones as basically rewards for shutouts when I was coming up through sure. youth hockey and stuff. But now, it used to be a fun thing, just like social media. And then right. MySpace died, and then they started selling our identities. Sure. So, <laughs> so what? Like... <laughs> while you're in the press box, does anyone have a cool one? You're like, no, you know what? I don't mind no, listening no, no, to no, that. No, 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 Paul. And it's not just that. It's like people have the flashing light stuff too. And I'm just like, are are we trying to find oh, you the, through the rubble? The visual like, notification. Like literally, are right. we searching for you? Like <laughs> honestly, are you in a cave somewhere? I just, I, I don't know. I, I. It's just one of those things along with like people talking on speakerphone in public. Like what? What? Doesn't make sense to me. You just chime in. You're like, I thought this was a conference. Hey, just wanted to say hi. Yeah. Lean on over. I just, I don't like it when- calling back. All right. For no real reason but just to chat. She'll waste your minutes talking about the cat. We don't use minutes anymore. About how your dad has gotten fat. Okay. Right on. Wow. <laughs> that was unexpected. It was. <laughs> it was indeed. Uh, we just sat there and listened to it too. Yeah. I'm like, we didn't even tell them to mute it or pick up the phone. I don't even know what we were really talking about beforehand, but it's all good. That I think it wasn't anything good, so we probably should just move on. Time for football at four. All the footiest of footballs. You want to move on with this play? Well, sorry, we have to throw a flag. There is an online debate right now uh, that was brewing this afternoon, maybe because everyone was trying to figure out what to talk about. Yeah. Uh, what? Why the Raiders should be playing Marcus Mariota more? Why he should be more involved in this offense? And a lot of it had to do with a couple of fourth down play calls last season, where when he was interjected in the lineup, mm-hmm. defenses had to rescheme because he can run mm-hmm. the Taysom Hill effect, right? Yep. The uh, the wildcat formation with Mariota. You're paying him two million dollars to back up Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. And you've already moved on from Nate Peterman, kind of pseudo. You've put him; he's practice squad guy now. So these are the two guys you have in house. Mm-hmm. Why not give the quote unquote Mariota package a harder look? You have nothing to lose right now, and your team is struggling. Yeah, why not? We talk about it all the time of just disruption of pace and everything, and and just how invaluable that is. We try to do that at the running back position. We try to do that with route running and wide receivers. Uh, this is just a more macro level of it. I'm like, get some money, get get some mileage out of it. Other him. than the fact that every time he goes out there, he gets hurt. So there's that. <laughs> right. Well, he. That's literally he'd... what happened in the first game. That's literally what right. happened in the game before that. And so, yeah, you're paying him two million dollars, but at least the two million dollars I'm paying him to stay healthy until I absolutely can't prevent that anymore. Until I need him and need him and need him. Yeah, you need him to not be needed. Just a it's not weird... a fun place for him to be. No, not at all. And yeah, but the, the team isn't in a fun place either. Well, the organization. I don't see him coming back. Why? I just don't. No, certainly not. There's gonna be a lot of people that don't come back. Yeah, based on system, based on scheme, and based on based organization. On the tornado we live in. Yeah, 
I wouldn't want to be around here either, at least until we start seeing some progress of people who've got their heads on straight. They're making decisions. OBJ was apparently close to becoming a New Orleans Saint. Mm. Uh, Sean Payton, Saints head coach, says they were very close, but it was the Rams who, I mean, really, we, we weren't even talking about the Rams as a logistical landing spot for OBJ. And, you know, it works out a little bit. Could Not really. Have, they're 0-1 since they've right. signed him. But they're, you, know, you can only do so well, much it's with, three with three a three-day we, playbook. Got, we've gone through right. the, the cycle three days. Now he's the best thing to happen to him again. They just haven't utilized him well. Now it's a McVay problem. <laughs> yes. They had talked about apparently doing a trade. The Saints were going to just deal for him. But they're dealing with salary cap issues, and obviously, why would you pay for something you can get for free? Right, but they were they needed the help too. I mean, they, Michael Thomas is done. Yeah, you know, he called but it. Also, like Alvin was out. Yeah, Kamara. You have quarterbacks out. out, so like, why would you spend again? Why would you spend money or extend yourself further for a team that's really not going to go anywhere? Even if you do manage to stumble into the playoffs, just because your division's so porous. Peyton felt that he was close. They were close. With the conversations that they had, and somehow the Rams kind of made it a point, like, you know, we're out here on the West Coast, it's sunny, it's an indoor stadium, and we didn't know it at the it's time. It's a culture thing, too. But guess what? We knew we needed a receiver, mm-hmm. you know? And you have Matt Stafford, who can sling it, although in the last two games has not been slinging it no. at all whatsoever. Aaron Rodgers has a toe owie. Oh, no. It's dealing with a toe injury, but he will play against the Minnesota Vikings. Maybe he can explore a homeopathic uh, healing process. Just put some water on it. Water, water Just heals. Put some water on it. Water Windex. Heals. Water heals things. Yeah, it does. it does. It does. Just ask the Lord. Drink a lot. Drink water. Seriously, drink though. Water we're helps. made up of what? Are we 97% water? Is that what the stat is? So he says, yeah, well, the, the earth is 70%. Yeah, something like that. Right. Something. We, us. Us, them, just, uh, all. Existence. What uh, what does he say? Uh, Bruce Willis in The Fifth Element goes, yeah, I'm just a meat popsicle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a meat popsicle. A.G. Brown has opened up about depression. Yeah. Uh, he was in a bad spot, apparently. Um, talked about how he had actually had thoughts of taking his own life. And then talked about it a little bit more about what he had posted last week to the media today because he didn't get a chance to address it just based on timing. And, you know, he, you're not, if you're not speaking at a press conference, you're, you know, no one's going to talk to you. Um, but he said he went through some dark times. He said he's doing better because he has therapist mm-hmm. and he's living vicariously through his daughter a little bit too, mm-hmm. which is helping him. And we're seeing more and more athletes. He speaks specifically about men in terms of feelings. Yeah, the... I don't think it's a secret to anyone that the men don't really deal with the feelings very well because our society tells you stop crying at age two or three, right? Do you have enough support in locker rooms from that level? Because he talked about Vrabel specifically as the head coach and having that open-door policy. Sure. I bet he's seen some things as a player because you just think about – not even the trauma stuff that goes on away from the arena or the the field, just like the everyday life stuff um, and how easy it is to kind of put a mask on and compartmentalize it because it's really easy to show up for work when that's what you're supposed to do. That's what you, makes you money. That's what people uh, know you as. That's what people um, compliment you to be. 
And it, for the speaking up to the to the men thing, I, I'm I'm sensing a nuance change too, which I, I'm I'm encouraged by because now it's not just about talking about the feelings. There's a an added emphasis on the me asking for help. And again, if if we are already pretty behind, just uh, uh, if you're a man, this this is a huge deal. But for all of us, I think. We're, we think we're capable of way more that we're not nearly as held down as we actually are of, of things, be that stress, be that trauma and what have you. But we all have these little moments in our day every day of just being like, am I going to push through this right now? And as a culture, we usually say yes, because, you know, what were they doing 50 years ago? And obviously we're human beings. So like we, we survive, we overcome and stuff like that. But there are points where like, you don't need to like on Monday night, I went to tennis and I was playing super poorly. I wasn't feeling settled in my body. And then a guy made a comment to me and I was literally about to break down in tears. I was like, so either I can leave or I can smash my rack and have a meltdown. Now, both of those options suck, Paul. One of them, society incentivizes you to do because it makes you look good. And one of them makes you feel maybe a different type of worse. I didn't feel good quitting, but I certainly wouldn't have felt great having a meltdown in front of people and smashing a racket and ruining all these things. And that's that's a different type of vulnerability that AJ's talking about here. Because it's another thing to take away your emotions and not display them in front of other people too. But it's that self-honesty point. And... It's it's a hard thing to finally realize to yourself that I have a problem and it's a whole different layer and level to say I need to tell someone I know about it and I'm ready to make a change in my life because it's that bad. Well, he talked to his, he talked to Vrabel obviously. He says family too and then he had he he talks about uh the Jets receiver Elijah Moore who were teammates mm. at the University of Mississippi. And I think that's one of those things that has to you know who else was at the University of Mississippi too? Is that is that Dak's place or is he state? Dak was at state. Damn it, sorry. Um there, this goes to the idea of as you get older in life, you start distancing yourself from people and you try to hold the friendships that you have still relatively close. Mm. But then can you have an honest conversation with that friend about something without feeling like you're either burdening them or you're unloading on them because mm. they're not equipped for it or they may be, and this is that part of, be, I'm asking for help or I need someone to listen to, but maybe they're going through their same thing and I don't want to be that burden on them too. And as we become adults and as you all listen to us here right now, think about who you actually consider a friend on this planet and are you able to have that honest conversation with them? And he's like, I, I had one of those people and he had one and he singled that person out, mm-hmm. which is great. He's 24. Yeah. you know, And he's looking at Vrabel as... I mean, dad, kind of guy who can, For you know, sure. who can definitely relate to the pressures of a professional athlete as a football player, and then another, uh, someone who he, you know, roomed with and was a teammate with, For who sure. understood those things. That's, I mean, I don't know if it's a if it's a self checklist or if it's one of those things, but at least he was able to get down his checklist where some people can't. You you can only get right. so far. You get family. some people keep you're swallowing like, it. You're like family. And that's it. Yeah. I mean, and maybe that's just one or two people, honestly, to have an honest conversation with. Well, and to be honest, too, the people that I have that would fit that bill, none of them I'm blood related to. And so don't feel bad if that's if you're in that camp or if it is somebody in your family. If you have one person in this world, you are lucky. We all know this. We take so many things for granted. So many things are like automatic, like getting up and going to work and getting home at night. We just assume it's going to happen. At any point, something could happen to you and something could impede you from 
getting up out of bed or you and I wear glasses. Like we can't read as well without like all of these things we just assume is are automatic aren't. And so when something special comes along or a relationship where you have that capacity, I had a conversation with my best friends. It had an exact one for two hours last night. And it's not so much about the vulnerability of what's going on because that's a whole different weight. But then it's also about how much do I not have to explain? How much of the history do they know? How much, how easy is it for me to offload? Because like you said, there's a burden that you're worried about placing on people. And I feel like that's the anxiety that we all have. But we know that if it's with the right person, it's just like snowman guy said it. Some people are worth melting for, right? You you have to know that. You have to have that kind of understanding. Right. Do you have space? That's why when people are kind of asking, do you have space for this right now? It's a different level of consideration because I know that I'm dealing with things and it's also recognition that other people are as well. And so I want to help myself by have, having you help me. But if you're not in a good place to do that, let's explore that and a different option, right? It's just, we're get we're getting there. We're getting better. And more and more, every little conversation that A.J. Brown has, that Dak Prescott has, that Robin Leonard has, that we have, that all helps. Every single one. You know, Aaron Rodgers is a toe injury. Yep. There are very marketable athletes out there right now. The Action Network did a study suggesting that the most marketable NFL star is Tom Brady. They analyze social media performance, audience performance, and quote-unquote overall likability, which makes me question Tom Brady, to create, Anything a, can be written into an to create a social influence score. Uh, number two, a guy we just talked about, Odell Beckham Jr. Hmm. Now, the study was done prior to him leaving Cleveland. Sure. Uh, his rankings, basically, mostly sponsorships. Okay, after Odell, after OBJ, Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. and Miles Garrett. Interesting. He was the highest on the social performance index. Is that the whole Tombstones Halloween I, thing? I, I think so, because it's, it's always a fun exploration to try to be like, so why is this person popular on social media? Why is this person? Because like, there are so many different ways to get to the blue check mark and then that success. Like Tom Brady really wasn't active on social media until he left the Pats. Right, and then threw, was his, that, threw that his daughter the off the of, video. <laughs> yeah. Threw his daughter and off then all of a sudden he has multiple accounts. He's funny. He actually has a voice. Like it, it, You can hear him talk when, when you're reading his stuff. Um, but yeah. that wasn't there before. And with OBJ, like, or... Specifically, Cam always writes in different uh, font when right. he write, he does sure. all of his captions and stuff. And, you know, it's not exactly the easiest thing for me to read, but that's his brand. That's him. And for his people, for, for the people that he's trying to get to, that makes the, the most sense. I think Odell's a little bit more subdued. I think he's more of like post-picture, very little caption, it speaks for itself type of guy. But sure. it's, it's kind of interesting to have two Cleveland guys being there. Um, and you're like, well, is it the personality or is it because it's Ohio? And I always kind of go, well, it's a battleground state. It's in the middle of everything. It's the Browns. Like everybody always kind of talks about the Browns, even though they're not Browns fans. Like there's just all these little different factors that stuff ballot boxes for the popularity contest before we even get to the actual results. Yeah, it works for them, certainly. Uh, the rest of the top 10 includes Pat Mahomes, George Kittle, Josh Allen, Antonio Brown, J.J. Watt. Of all those, I think Antonio Brown's gonna have a tougher year. <laughs> yeah, his influence again. score. But then may again, fall. He, he's still there. Right? From, no, he's still relevant. There's no. He does not go away. And that's where it's. Uh, it. Any news is good news, right, Paris? A little Teflon. He's got a little Teflon right now. He mm-hmm. just throws something. Nothing sticks. 
Nothing seems your to stick. Lightning rod. Right. Net positive or negative. Right. How are your feet? Is feet okay? Yeah. That was like eight scandals ago. Yeah. Check in on those. All right. Uh, in case you missed it, Shohei Otani won the AL MVP, and the NL MVP was Las Vegas' own Bryce Harper, his second MVP award. Coming up next, we're going to dig into Las Vegas's another big sports weekend. Plus, they're playing football over to Legion. The dean of Las Vegas sports, Tony Cordasco, is next. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. I don't care if the sun don't shine I do my drinking in the evening time when I'm in Las Vegas Paul Ihander and Lindsey Brown The Playmakers Exclusively on 1140 The Bet Remember, if you miss any portion of this program you can revisit it through the Odyssey app You can subscribe to the podcast of The Playmakers and our hockey-centric podcast The Nightcap, hosted by Lindsey Just... Download the app to your phone from the Google Play Store or iTunes App Store. Search out The Bet Las Vegas and hit the heart, heart. in the upper portion of the screen. Today really kind of kicks off uh, one of the larger sports weekends in Las Vegas when it comes to pretty much all competitions. It starts today at Allegiant Stadium with uh, four high school football championships as well as uh, tomorrow night the Roman main event with the college basketball doubleheader. We have hockey tonight, hockey Saturday. There's a Raiders game, and it just goes on and on and on with the Maui Classic, Lindsay's favorite. That's right, the Maui Classic. College local. basketball tournament, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, just down the street. The local here. Maui Classic. Right. Maui, Nevada, just Correct. right down the street. Uh, joining us to talk all about that is the Dean of Las Vegas Sports, host of Saturday Sports Beat on 98.5. HD2, the fan, Tony Cordasco. Tony, how are things over at Allegiant Stadium? Okay, I just left there a few minutes ago, and I have to tell you guys a story, and I know Lindsay, as an athlete, will appreciate this, and I'd like to get her take. So it was halftime in the Gorman-McQueen game, McQueen, the team from the north, and, of course, Gorman, the local powerhouse, and Bishop Gorman High School had gotten some bulletin board material about the coach from McQueen saying, that they're going to punch Gorman in the mouth. 
and the kids came out amped up from Bishop Gorman High School. So it is halftime. Bishop Gorman, well in control, but scores 42 nothing. And I'm over there on the Gorman sideline with Grant Rice, the athletic director from Bishop Gorman. And one of the coaches comes running out and says, hey, we were just informed by McQueen that they said that they will leave the field unless we have a running clock in the second half. So McQueen was ready to quit in the game down 42 to nothing. Oh, my God. And so we did, in fact, see we did see a running clock in the second half. But they talked all this smack all week long. The big rivalry game, North versus South. Lindsay, I got to get your take on this one. I mean, you should never quit. Yeah. That's a very bad example for the, the athletes. Somebody's ego is feeling very, very, very bruised. And you're absolutely right. Like, I, I, I just told Paul's story a few minutes ago about how I, I quit my tennis clinic just a few nights ago, but it was a different motivational factor. But when you're a coach and you're running your mouth and you are supposed to be the leader, the example for these uh, young individuals, cannot do that absolutely uh, ridiculous. I don't know. I mean, that's just, it's just ego. That's that's what I chalk it up to. It's the only answer I got. And uh, Jim, Jim Snelling, the head coach from McQueen, by the way, earlier in the first half, got tossed from the game after his son, who's the starting quarterback for Shocking. McQueen, Robbie Snelling, yeah, after he had committed a turnover, and Bishop Gorman turned it into six points real fast. And so, I mean, it was just bedlam there. And there were, okay, so Gorman rolls 56-7. to seven. It's the state uh, 5A championship game. And Gorman also had three touchdowns called back. They had penalties on almost every play. Uh, the, uh, it was getting kind of testy out there. The players were just all fired up. And I was like, I told Grant Rice, you know, the AD from Gorman, that, I mean, they were just one play away, one really bad call away from things erupting. And he's like, I can't disagree. I mean, the officiating was just absolutely horrible. And for Gorman to have three touchdowns called back, two of them were over 50 yards, you know, early in the first quarter. Uh, I mean, that just says a lot about how poorly uh, officiated, you know, the game was. Well, big day over there when it comes to uh, college, or, I'm sorry, high school football as Bishop Gorman takes the state title. Uh, Yarrington also uh, getting their win over the Meadows. And right now you guys are following Silverado, Shadow Ridge, and uh, Moapa Valley, Virgin Valley, also playing later today. Tomorrow night, the biggest game of the season for the UNLV Rebels in terms of football will be played at Allegiant Stadium as the uh, they're still in the CFP. I think they're 22nd or 23rd now. San Diego State will take on UNLV as UNLV has won two games in a row now. Streaking! And San Diego State comes into town with a chip on their shoulder and trying to play for bigger and better things, or at least holding on to those hopes. Does UNLV have the ability to grind out some drives and keep San Diego State in check? Well, from what we've seen the last couple of weeks, I mean, this defense came really out of nowhere. And, you know, I I just think a lot of the way that the Rebel football team's playing now is they're getting fueled, obviously, by the seniors and by Charles Williams, which we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, But also defensively, I think Noel Williams and his return – I've been saying all along, you know, they're at the corner and whatever side they they put him on, he just makes a world of difference. I don't know if it's his communication skills or if the way he covers, you know, the wide receivers out there in space or what he does, but he just seems to get that defense, you know, ramped up. And and then Kyle Boudry, who, uh, you know, had the huge game 
against New Mexico. He comes back again last week, and he comes up with the fourth-down stop in which um, a player is running up the middle. He tackles him sideways so he doesn't get to the sticks late in the game, and UNLV was victorious. But, yeah, San Diego State has to be wondering if UNLV's defense is for real. And, again, UNLV's offense will face the 3-3-5, which we saw um, in the New Mexico game. And there's some gaps in there, and there's a lot of gaps. And I think that Chuck Williams could have another big day. And uh, Paul sits next to me at the UNLV football games, and we have a really good time. And we're telling him the story about Charles Williams and how he runs better when he's mad. (laughs) And and, uh, Chuck Williams, you know, we're texting him and sending him messages and trying to get him fired up. And I said, 4,000 really, <laughs> <laughs> really looks good on paper for you, you know. Uh, and, and, uh, and I said, do you think you could do that? Because, you know, you try to get into these postseason uh, college all-star games, right? And he did. He ran for 266, which was absolutely incredible, one of the best rushing performances. And that one, that one touchdown he had, uh, they have GPS systems now on players and stuff. And Coach Arroyo said on Monday – that the run was over 22 miles an hour. Oh, damn. Yeah, which he said he doesn't. I'm about, well, 0.2 miles an hour, you know, running. (laughs) Only if you're going downhill, though, Dasco. Come on. Yeah, it's all downhill from here. And, and, no, but, like, I mean, think about that, how fast, you know, and he just got stronger as the game went on. And now we're trying to get him in the hula ball, which I think, uh, Lindsay, is going to be played in Florida. And, Right, so down the street from here, you know, it's a local Florida's tournament, obviously. Or the East-West Shrine game, which is right here in our backyard. And if anyone from the East-West Shrine game is tuning in, I know you are on Odyssey or here in the local market on 1140 on the bet. You need to definitely pick up the phone and call Charles Williams. Get him. You got to play. Get him to play here at Allegiant Stadium and try to sell some extra tickets for that game. How many yards short is he from the 4K right now, Dasco? No, no, no. He he eclipsed it. He oh, eclipsed he did. It. Perfect. I was going to say because yeah. you you mentioned yeah, something 4, about the team. Right. Yeah, four thousand twenty-nine now in the first Mountain West Conference Rebel running back to win a weekly honor since twenty ten. The Mountain West just does not like you and LV either. They don't. They just don't like them. I mean, Kyle Boutry had that big game a couple weeks ago, and he got nothing, not even a parting gift. No, uh, Nasco. And and this part of the season is actually very, very important because we know that this is going to be a a team that's going to have a tough time getting into a bowl, but it matters that you send out Chuck uh, well because that that sets a good example that shows that this culture is being built. And as we talked about last week, you have to start making some decisions because there's a lot of players that are on this team that are going to be back here next year, and you want them to have something good to carry into the offseason, to have momentum, to get them up to morning lift at 5 a.m. with the same type of fire that they hopefully bring to practice every day. Uh, right now, do you feel like that's happened? That that is something that is almost a given uh, now that they've gotten a couple wins that's transpired in the la- last couple weeks, and you're seeing this team come together. Yeah, and I've been telling you every week, and you guys think I'm crazy, but I see improvement. I see improvement in practice. I see the kids still with their their heads up. You know, no one's getting down. It's not a woe is me scenario. They they wanted to win. They still have the desire to win. Uh, they want to go out on a winning note especially for the six seniors on Saturday night. And I just think that now they're, they're playing for pride. And then also now you, you get to try out a lot of players too, 
uh, because you could play the final four games, which Coach Arroyo has talked about, in which you know a player doesn't lose their red shirt now. So they've been able to get some some of the younger players in for some repetitions, and now now the recruiting also that process is also beginning for Coach Marcus Arroyo because of the transfer portal. You want to keep these kids around in the future, especially those that are making some valuable contributions now. So, yeah, he's going to have to, you know, play a lot of kids, and they're still evaluating a lot of the players. And then, you know, the players that they want, I think you're going to see on the field more frequently these last two games. But they're playing they're, they're playing for more than pride. I mean, they, they want to win, and they just, you know, they, and now they really want to be the spoiler with San Diego State coming in because – uh, they could win the West of the Mountain West uh, Conference, and right now, if they, you know, continue to play at this pace, I mean, San Diego State's coming in there, and they, they're going to be prepared for this game. Uh, UNLV won't surprise them. Dean of Las Vegas Sports, Tony Cordasco, joining us. I do want to talk about UNLV hoops here uh, quickly with the Roman main event, which is actually part of a, it's a doubleheader tomorrow and then on Sunday, where UNLV is undefeated on this season. We're taking a number four Michigan in a late, late, late game tomorrow night. Besides the fact that it's a tournament, and pull back from the tournament a little bit, when they go back to regular play and go end up going back to Thomas and Mack, and I know they've got a couple of games at Mandalay that have to be played too, how do they get more people to show up at this point? Because that has been, I guess, the chief complaint. Like That's what I'm seeing is that this team actually is playing some good basketball, but no one's coming out. I took a photo and I put it on Twitter the other night and pretty empty stands. And I said, we need more fans. And then the avalanche, you know, of comments began. And uh, right now it's just pretty much uh, what fans, what's holding a lot of fans back from coming to the Thomas and Mac uh, is the vaccine, uh, the vaccine mandate, uh, vaccination mandate. And fans don't agree with it. And uh, I guess they're, just kind of showing their displeasure by not showing up or not getting vaccinated. And over at T-Mobile, you know, tomorrow night, uh, there is no such mandate. Just wear your mask. And now the fans... Or don't, because no one does that either, Dasco. They're trying to find excuses. Let's face it. They are. Correct. They're trying to find excuses for not coming out because the past, the previous few years, it's been just like that in the Thomas and Mac anyway. And they would say, well, I'm not going to come out until you win. Not going to come out until you play this guy. I'm not going to come out until the administration leaves. It's always it's one thing after another. This is the latest in a long line of excuses, and I think they just need to put them aside. Go on out there to T-Mobile. Really good games, good college hoops games. You got to hand it to the T-Mobile crew. They've got hockey tonight, basketball tomorrow. Back to hockey, back to hoops. That's a lot of work to flip the ice to the basketball court and then back. Absolutely, Dasco. They're uh, a multi-talented group, and I'm sure they caught uh, the last night's first loss of the season for, for the women's team under Lindy LaRock. They had a slow start, but that seems to be our MO here, at least in the Las Vegas sports scene. <laughs> yeah, it's going to have to change. Um, go back to rebounding and doing dirty work. I mean, just Exactly, Dasco, you expert, you. Well, and, you know, I went to the, uh, I caught the tail end, you know, of, of their game, you know, last week, and I mean, they just, they have a lot of talent and they play, they play very, very hard. And uh, it was nice, though, too, that they brought back a lot of the alums. They had a Lady Rebels alumni weekend. So I oh, had early on in the season. That's very smart. Yeah. That's very smart yeah, and strategically I had a placed. A lot of players. Yeah. A lot of players that I knew from the bygone days, I'd say. Well, they'll fill up the arena. That's how, that's one way to do it. You start somewhere. 
Dean of Las Vegas Sports, Tony Cordasco. Tony, thanks for hanging out with us, and uh, I guess I'll see you tomorrow night late over at Allegiant. All right. Thanks so much, Paul and Lindsay. Have a good one. Thank you. All right. Coming up next, as we go from one storyteller to another, we are going to talk about storytelling. You found the Playmakers. Only on 1140 The Bet, Las Vegas. It's pleasant, right? Mm-hmm. Slightly better hold music. Mom! <laughs> me, Mom! We want it now! <laughs> what? What are they selling? Chocolate! What are they selling? <laughs> still serene? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm still serene. I'm, more, I'm in... Still more serene than when your phone goes off. Yeah, my phone goes off and I just pick things up. I'm Touch I'm, the button. I'm diving into my uh, uh, app, my betting apps right now. I feel like now. I'm in a Jack Johnson soundtrack right now. Curious George is going to run out from some bush over there. No, or this is this is uh, bar. This is uh, f- from the late 19th century. A boy and his sister and their dog running down the beach. That's what this sounds like. Where are they running to? Doesn't matter. Really yeah, it does. Matter. It does matter. Because I don't know. It, a, light, a lighthouse. Running, well, a lighthouse. They're running, they're running to a lighthouse. It's a great thing to run to, but right. I don't know. I don't know if this m- music would really match the mood because it's like lighthouses can be positive or negative. Because like, what if they're like, I like the waves part because they, they it just see, crashes uh, it they against see, the wall and takes it away piece by piece. Or I like lighthouses because it's a shining beacon in the darkness. They see the train coming to them with their favorite aunt getting ready to get off the train. There's a train coming. There's a train coming? Yeah, just saying. There's a running to the Now train. it's a really messed up type Get of scenario. Deep. What, did Dasko write this oh. screenplay? The the crying cheerleaders by the wayside? Yeah, he does love to make people cry, doesn't he? he? He's even gone so far to specify <laughs> mascara rolling down thy face. <laughs> Dasko's a hell of a storyteller. He's something like that. He is. Yeah. He is, he's Uncle vi- Dasko putting us on his lap. He's vivid. His knee. Do you think he's ever played Santa Claus? Like... Oh. Ever like I mean he's he's like Mr. Charity like he. Do you think he's a guy who could stay in character very long? Because I don't know if Dasko is a character that you can shake for another. I hope you're listening, Tony. If you've ever played Santa Probably Claus, not. let us know. <laughs> Just shoot me a text, dude. Just if you played Santa Claus, my dad used to play Santa Claus. Really? Yeah, back in the day, it's how I used to how, write the letters. It's how we as uh, kids would um, get extra gifts around. He would he would do the sure. Santa for private parties and things like that. Yeah, you had to see it to believe it. Kind of, sort of, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it was always fun. I mean, he loved doing it. Yeah. I don't know if he still does. Every once in a while, he gets called to do it. Matter of fact, when he came down to visit a couple of years ago, mm. he, he got a call from a friend of his, and his friend was desperate. He the was SantaCon? Like, he was like, I will put you on a plane right now. Like, he was going to buy, like, a last-minute ticket to mm. fly back to the Pacific Northwest so he could show up for a, a party. Like, I was like, my dad was like, nah, you really want to spend time. Is there a Santa among you? I was like, yeah, pretty much. Is like, there a doctor in this place? Is there a Santa among you? I was, like, I was you? like, dad, go back, man. Kringle. Go back. Kringle. Just, you know, give me 20%. Raise your hand if you've uh, had relations with a reindeer. What? Whoa. Friendship relations. Hello, hello. That's what it is. Um, My dad told good stories. My grandfather was the better storyteller in my family. My grandfather could weave a yarn like nobody's business to where he understood where to pause, 
where the where the where the punchlines were, where the story kind of lagged, and he would kind of beef it up a little bit. He but wouldn't it was, just tell you; you'd pay attention, right? It was all, and it was always, and the same story never wavered. That was the thing, and that was the the weirdest thing about Thanksgiving is Thanksgiving comes up, and it makes me think about sitting around and talking to family and whatnot. Not quite the night before Christmas, okay. but we would sit around the dinner table, and the one thing that was always among my family is it was never a conversation about how delicious the food was, or what, hey, how was your trip. Or was the weather okay? It would be something amazing. Like my grandfather had these amazing stories of meeting people. It's very special. And seeing things and stuff like that. Um, you have that in your family? Somebody tells uh, a good story? Yeah. I've, I've had to listen to a few stories here and there from, from my dad's. Uh, dinner time was a different um, process for me as it is for – like it's just – House, households and families are, are are different. So I was on the go a lot. I my my mom and my grandma raised me, and so mom was usually getting off work, and grandma worked at nighttime, and so there there wasn't a whole lot of storytelling. But in terms of like the shared space and the shared narratives of the family, for sure, there it's just a, a different um, reading space. Making the rounds today on Twitter is a reporter from Washington D.C. who has been wowing people. By essentially telling some of the most minor stories and turning them into something major. Take a listen. We want to turn now to a case of mistaken identity. This is what it's all about. This video here, a veteran was the target of a vengeful vandal in Northeast D.C. As you can see, that vandal badly damaged the car and spray painted the words, Mike is a cheater, all over the vehicle. Well, the veteran who owns the car told us she has no idea who Mike is. News 4's Pat Collins has the story. Let's get this straight from the start. You're Nidra Brantley, right? I am. Is your name Mike? No, it's not. (laughs) And this is Nidra's Mitsubishi car. Have you ever gone out with somebody named Mike? I have not. This is what Nidra's car looked like today. Mike is a cheater spray-painted all over it. Do you know anybody named Mike? I do not. So you could imagine how Nidra felt Sunday morning when she came out and found her car violated, vandalized. Cheater, cheater, Mike is a cheater. When you came outside and you saw your car like this, tell me what went through your heart oh my gosh i um i screamed i'm surprised nobody in the neighborhood heard me because i screamed so so loud because i didn't expect that this would happen it's not just the words it's the driver's side mirror it's the passenger side mirror so what did the cops say It's a case of mistaken identity. And what do you say? It's the same thing. Side windows sprayed here and there and there. It's the windshield. Boom, boom, and boom. What did the insurance company say? They're taking care of it. I'm very happy. I have USAA. Mike, 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 Mike. See what you've done. I don't know who you are. I don't know where you are. But you may want to start changing your ways or changing your name in Northeast. Pat Collins is Pat Collins, well done, buddy. Just brilliant. He is a storyteller of storytellers. Is your name Mike? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. We have to 
can keep it for forever. Whenever we talk about like some baseball player, I don't know. Who is this? Mike is a cheater. Yeah. Cheater, cheater, brilliant. cheater. Is oh. your name Mike? Yeah. <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah, I mean, Carrie Underwood's very inspiring. Right. Yeah. We've all wanted to take the keys to the side of the car at some point. Some of us have. Uh, it's probably good that more of us have it. Yeah, especially. Just go, just go to like a smash room or something. Especially in that person's case. Correct. But. Make sure you have the right make and model and license plate and registration, all other stuff. Because ultimately, I feel really bad for that woman. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. She didn't do not, nothing. She ain't Mike. She, right, she did not do anything. I am Doug. Wrong Doug, guys. Right. We know. We've Mike learned this lesson. A cheater. <laughs> He's a cheater. As you listen to that, just I found myself and I was like, why is this trending on social media? Why is this? Yeah. It's because he's telling this unusually interesting story. But it's not at all, too. Right. It's, it's just like, hand. right. It's yep. just, but it's just, and he's pleading to Mike. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's Mike, like some SNL stuff, like, honestly. What have you done? It's like the bit that they used to have Bill Hader do where he was like a super old guy out in the field who was the reporter. And yes. he'd always go, what did you say? And he'd slam the microphone like right into the mouth of the guy. <laughs> what did you say? And back to you. Like just did not want anything to do with it. It reminds me of that because it's you can't break character, right? Right. You have to keep the tone the same. Otherwise, people know that it's a joke, even though we all do know. There's suspension of belief. Let's see if you can tap dance this whole time. Yeah, you want to wonder if... If he could, uh, you know, read some children's books. Correct. You know, just yes. It's like when we were and Alex Trebek, uh, the late great, would read um, song lyrics on Jeopardy <laughs> right, and rap and go. stuff like right. that. Yeah. They're like, didn't expect to have Doggy Style be read by Alex, Alex Trebek <laughs> on him, but you know. What? But there it is, you know right? right? Here we are. Right. <laughs> uh. All right. The crew at Bed MGM tonight coming up next: Trista, Quentin, and Ryan, and we do have college hoops for you tonight coming up at 7 o'clock, so stick around for that as well. All right, for Mark, making things sound nice, she's Lindsay, I am Paul, and that is a wrap on the Playmakers for your Thursday. Sports and other things. Is your name Mike? Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. 
Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.